Yeah, I'll always be a metalhead. Nothing can take that away from me. Right. I mean, not jail, not people, not religion, not anything. I'll always be a metalhead. 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 You're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. back to another album review on the great metal debate podcast you can follow all our content debate episodes album reviews and artist interviews by liking or subscribing on soundcloud itunes or youtube and follow us on social media by using the keywords metal debate today we're reviewing the new album we shall remain from swedish metal outfit elaine i was only vaguely familiar with elaine mostly from seeing a few videos of the band and that they toured North America earlier this year in support of veteran meddlers and friends of the podcast Moonspell. The band has three previous full-length releases, 2020's Dancing in Hell, Until the End from 2018, and an eponymous release back in 2015. The newest full-length album, We Shall Remain, is releasing on July 14th from Atomic Fire Records. Elaine described themselves as dark symphonic metal, a label I want us to reconsider later after we've discussed the music and style displayed on this album. I do want to state at the beginning, for any doubters, that Elaine are entirely deserving of my respect in that they are absolutely a metal band, and this is 100% a heavy metal album. Rest assured there are no pop hooks or hard rock tracks disguised as melodic metal, no noodling or chugging, but only real metal riffs. It might not always fit perfectly with my aesthetic preference within the metal genre, but this band are certainly orthodox defenders of the metal faith. Before getting into the specifics, as an overall description, this album is generally pleasant to listen to and has no obvious filler tracks. The songwriting is on balance quite competent, and the overall effort is well produced and executed. The vocalists and instrumentalists are consistent in their effort and professional in their performance. Nothing to dislike here but also nothing that stands out to me as remarkably different or unique from what dozens of other equally capable metal bands have done. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, just an observation. But of course, the primary question one has when deciding whether to listen to or purchase an album, are the songs any good? To that end, let's start with track three, We Are Legion, an infectious song that I probably dig way more than I should. This was a single and video release, which makes sense as there's nothing not to like here. We Are Legion features harsh vocals and then cleans from singer Madeline Lilgestam. I like the chorus on this one a lot, I think primarily because the backing orchestration is distinct from the vocals, whereas elsewhere on the album you have some overlapping of the levels that doesn't quite do favors for either. There's a nice choral backing within the orchestration, whether real or faux, it matters not to me. The album's intro is Never Forget, and the first thing I'm struck by on this track is the contrast between the furiously precise drumming and thick backing orchestrations. The power chords kicking in of the verses are great. Guitarist Rickard Eckberg shows he is quite capable here and throughout the album in terms of songwriting and execution. This one reminds me a bit of U.S. symphonic metal act Everdawn, sans the operatic singing. Wardas Alas is a real iron hand in a velvet glove, so to speak, which seems perfectly to capture this band's approach. A lot of passion in the vocals here and more good symphonic score. I like the minimalist key strikes that evoke a haunting feel and wish there'd been a bit more of that. Promise of Apocalypse is slower, but with some fast guitar strumming. One of those songs where the band is trying to create a sense of constant building and rising of the music. 
It's a spicy number that boasts some pretty sweet guitar riffage. I enjoyed the orchestrations here. They were quite well done, powerful, and meshed seamlessly with both the guitars and vocals. This track might be the most symphonic metal song on the album. Drummer Jesper Sundhagen sets a flawless pacing which makes it all work, especially by keeping things moving fast under the slower, soft vocals. Of all the tracks on this album I want to hear live, this is the one. Those are the highlights in my estimation. Most of the other songs to my ear fall in the good enough category. Satisfactory, but not necessarily impressing. Among those is the album's final entitled track, We Shall Remain, which attempts to be bigger and more bombastic than others. There's some nice backing orchestrations, again hinting at choirs. I do like the main riff a lot, but the pacing isn't always to my preference, and the chorus leaves me a little underwhelmed. I don't know, I'd love to talk to the band about the songwriting process for this one. It almost seemed like they merged two different song concepts together here. Like, the guitar approach on the second verse is entirely different than the first, and there's nothing that really builds to the conclusion. In my opinion, another one where the vocals and orchestrations were too tight in the mix. Suffering is a fairly linear song featuring some nice melodic guitar work. I like the construction of the verses here more than the chorus, which seemed a bit somber in delivery compared to the rest of the song. It also includes a tasty solo, another track where the drummer displays his mastery of the kit while fitting within the overall structure of the song. The initial bouncy guitar intro at the beginning and end of Blood in Their Eyes isn't really my thing, but I do like the big bombastic chorus and the effective lead break which appears mid-track. The symphonic elements worked as well here as anywhere on the album. A brief song at only three minutes and change, I appreciated that the band said what it had to and got out. Stand by the Flame slows the tempo significantly. A decent track with some nice orchestration and vocal parts, but not one of my faves. Did I mention all ten tracks? I'll end my exploration of the individual tracks on a positive. Through the Mist presents itself as a straight-up headbanger. It starts with some male spoken word lyrics, transitioning into harsh vocals, then finally sliding into Madeline's delivery. The chorus is more mid-paced, with an outro crescendo of crunching guitar high in the mix, plus a bit of oriental feel. Subsequent verses are all Madeline, making me wonder what they were trying to accomplish with the earlier change-up in vocal style. The track finishes with some big orchestration and faux choirs, then an abrupt conclusion. As a fan of symphonic metal, for me too often on this album the keyboards and orchestrations were diffused into the background. I'd like to have heard them more distinctive in the mix on some tracks. Maybe even using some keys as a lead break somewhere might have provided a welcome change. Now, Madeline's voice is solid throughout, if never quite rising to overwhelm. Nothing falls short, she's an excellent singer, but also nothing about her delivery ever surprises. The application is always spot on, but also always somewhat playing it safe or maybe more charitably, employing her voice in ways that play to her strengths. She uses mostly a standard clean rock style that fits fine and contrasts with the harsh vocals regularly offered. Despite the accompanying modernish instrumental sound, she could as easily front a retro 80s metal act like Beast in Black or Cobra Spell. Her mid-range provides color and passion, and she shines the most when crooning in that portion of the vocal spectrum. Guitarist and harsh vocalist Rickard Eckberg does a fine job in his performance, Perhaps I listen to too much Tech Death these days, a sin of commission I'm comfortable with, but the fat guitar sound at points is a tad much for me. Now, to be fair, I do like the warmth it provides, but at times it seems like the fullness sacrifices some of the crunchiness I'm looking for. There's nothing here as commercially accessible as Nightwish, nor anything as progressive as Epica, that they could still certainly find themselves on the prog power lineup notwithstanding. If pressed, I'd want to call Elaine symphonic melodic metal with gothic elements. 
Perhaps the dark symphonic metal label they use is helpful to some, but consider me agnostic as to whether this album merits the descriptor or if that is even a useful signifier to use for a band or album. The music on We Shall Remain is certainly symphonic metal, but not especially dark either sonically or lyrically. The guitar sounds at times like it's attempting to find a mellow death angle, other times it could be in the power or melodic metal vein. It's good and heavy, but not super dark. Likewise, the symphonic elements aren't that dark either. I wouldn't lump a lane with symphonic metal acts like Flesh God Apocalypse, Demo Bourgier, or Carrick Angren, or as sharing the dark atmospheres of Anarchona. For me, there's a sense the dark moniker implies an extremity that just isn't there, but that's okay. I like the album regardless. I give We Shall Remain an 8 out of 10 rating, a solid B-plus effort. I did find this album to be more of an acquired taste, as I wasn't much into it on the first few listens, but it certainly started to grow on me after subsequent hearings. So do give it that chance. If you're a fan of symphonic metal and looking for the next Epica or Leaves Eyes, you do well to adjust your expectations. But if you generally enjoy different brands of melodic heavy metal featuring excellent, mostly clean singing, I expect you'll find the lane to be a welcome addition to your roster of enjoyable bands. We Shall Remain is released via Atomic Fire Records and is available on most major streaming platforms. As always, support the band by buying their music and merch and checking them out live.